1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Let's pick up in uh, Philippians 4.13, and we're still in this series on faith and prayer. If you're watching online, we welcome you, and uh, click share so we can, you know, get, get the message out, get, his, get the word out to as many people as possible. I'll tell you one thing, we need more word and less world. Amen. Tell your neighbor, we need more word and less world. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the last couple of times together, we've been talking about how that you actually have the, uh, you stand in the same place that the apostle Paul stood in. There's no difference. You understand? You're just as saved as I am. Uh, Our position in Christ is the same. It's not a matter of our position in Christ being different. It's a matter of what are we doing with what Jesus has done for us. So you hold the same position that Paul held. And maybe more importantly, you have the right to act like it. Now, of course, this gets reactions from not just the world. Actually, you get more reaction from the church world than the unsaved world. But... You know, what I've noticed is when everybody gets done reacting, I still have the prize. Amen. 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 So don't ever worry about having faith again. Just act like it is all so, and it will be all so for you. Faith is not a matter of trying to reach out and get it. I don't have to go to a conference to get it. Uh, I mean, faith cometh by hearing, and there are places where I can hear more word than other places. But I don't have to worry about getting more faith. What I've got to do is move out and take action in the faith I have. I want you to see it all belongs to you. Never think of your unworthiness because you're not counting on your worthiness. You're not operating in your worthiness. You're operating in his worthiness. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, everybody say in him, in him we might become the righteousness of God. I like to say it like this, in him we have become the righteousness of God in Christ. So don't even think about your ability. Don't even worry about it because Jesus is your ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So be bold and begin to walk in all the fullness of his miraculous grace. And I'll tell you something that, you know, I know that people think that maybe I've always known what I know all through time, but I'm learning, I'm growing. I think it's good to grow and learn. But what I'm seeing in in recent years is that I can step out further than I've ever stepped out and he'll meet me there. I can step out further than I've ever stepped out before and he'll meet me there. And with regard to faith, with regard to confession, it's... uh, There's just nothing like it. It's so satisfying 
to declare a thing to be so, and it is so. And then to walk in the fullness of your own confession of the Word of God. So enjoy your rights and take your place and fill his heart with joy. When we receive answered prayer, we, re- we fill his heart with joy. Ephesians 2, 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We've gone over this. So that's where we are positionally with regard to our place. We are seated with the Father in Christ in the heavenly realms in the place of authority, glory, and honor. So think of yourself and picture yourself seated with him, seated with Christ in the heavenly realms at the right hand of the Father. This will actually help you to stop sinning. You know, because if you're seated at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus, just look over to the left in the spirit realm and picture Father God there and then do what you are about to do. Because you know what? You won't do what you were about to do. Amen? Amen. You know, give somebody a piece of your mind or whatever it was. You know, just look left and picture Father God there and then, you know, you'll chill. Amen? You'll behave different. So begin to live your life boldly, taking the name of Jesus as your daily weapon. We put up with things. We just assume things have to be the way they are. And they don't have to be the way everybody assumes they have to be. Take your liberty, liberty in Christ, and when necessary, let's go to uh, Acts 16, 18. And I don't, I don't want to take time with this, but this is a fascinating story because uh, this spirit bothered Paul for many days. But there came a point, Acts 16, 18, Paul turned around and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. So... I think we put up with things we don't have to put up with and learn to speak to your problems and not complain about your problems. Learn to speak to the issue and not complain to others about the issue. And I've learned this about the laws of faith. You know, we joke about uh, spousal privilege. Uh, We were meeting with a CPA the other day and... you know, topics of conversation. And I I said, because I I like the guy and I trust the guy, but I told Austin specifically, I said, we should not discuss this with a CPA. Because I said, you do not have privilege. But, you know, he's cool. So anyway, we talked about it. But we think we have spousal privilege when it comes to spiritual laws. You do not. So you guys, when you whine and cry to the uh, better half, that's all being recorded And uh, if Satan can use it against you, he will. There's no spousal privilege in spiritual laws. Because what we want to do, and I I had to learn this the hard way. You know, I stand up on Sunday, be as bold as a lion, then go home and tell Sue what I really thought. Man, you you just stay in neutral. You just don't get any traction. You don't go anywhere in the things of God. So we need to work on our consistency. Now, let me tell you something else, too. It's my, it's a thing, you know, this is not centered and it bothers me. And this sucker's heavy. (laughs) Um, For the sake of your children, watch your mouth for the sake of your children. You know, I used to hang out in the cafe more than I do now. And I'd sit in there and study and, (laughs) but I had a hard time listening to parents talk to their children. 
No, we can't afford that. You know, or, or get one cookie to share with for five kids to share or, you know, stuff like, I mean, I just have a hard time with it. Amen. Because the way I'm hardwired, I'd buy the kids whatever they wanted to eat and then I'd fast. Amen. That's me. But I'm in a different situation than some of y'all because it wouldn't matter if I didn't eat until Memorial Day. But the point is, the point is that, you know, I, I just have a hard time listening to the way some people talk to their children. See, your, your job is not to put a burden on your children. And in Sue's version of Crazy Faith, uh, she got into something a little bit that Austin and I did not get into that we don't have any right to put a burden on our children. Because they're not meant to, nor should they carry some responsibilities of the family like, are we going to make the rent this month? Right. See, in other words, that's not child stuff. That's adult stuff. And it's not their problem. It ought not be their problem. And when you talk about it and try and make it their problem, well, that's not, that's not godly. Amen. Amen. And so we need to watch our mouths. When it's just us and God, we need to watch our mouths. When we're with a husband or wife, we need to watch our mouths. When we're with our children, actually, we just need to watch our mouths. Amen. Amen. And uh, don't complain about your problems. Now, when I say that, yeah, my wife's watching, uh, my kids, my kids, this is, this is OCD Dr. Gene stuff. My kids, they laugh about it sometimes to this day. When we would check into a hotel, they would not unpack. <laughs> and they would wait. Is this suite acceptable or are we moving? I mean, they, they tease me to this day about this sometimes, you know. So in other words, they get in their room. This is where you guys are staying. Now we're going to be next door. And then just sit there and look at each other and wait. You know, it's like tick tock, tick tock. And, and you know, because probably half the time, would you say about half the time, man, we're moving. Because this ain't cutting it. We did this not what we reserved. We're not having it. Amen. Amen. We got to a hotel one night. It was because of the length of the flight. It was, it was later in the day we get there. And... Uh, they wouldn't honor the reservation. I mean, I had written reservations, connecting rooms. And all of you that have children, you know you just can't have your children uh, on another floor, down the hall. Uh, you don't know what kind of creeps and weirdos are where. And so we had reservations, connecting rooms. Well, we don't have it. And uh, so I went down to talk to the front desk manager. Well, he, then he came up, and I could tell there's something going on here between this gal at the front desk and this manager you see what I'm saying in other words there's something going on there so he's going to side with her no matter what and uh, so the way we used to do and we were tight and so the way we used to do is Sue spent the night in that other room with the two kids and I spent the night in solitary confinement And the next morning, I called American Express, and I said, I want you to send the, the biggest, the most vulgar limo you can find in San Francisco to come get us. Amen. 
<laughs> and uh, then I, I was walking and praying. I checked out other hotels, and, uh, and they picked us up. And, you know, I didn't make a big scene, but I said, you know, I am out of here. Amen. That's right. Because I'm going to get what I say. That's right. Amen. See, <laughs> this is Fred Price stuff right here. Fred Price was so tight. He, he would order uh, Coca-Cola with grenadine and two ice cubes. And if you bought it, if, you, if they brought it without the grenadine, I don't even know what grenadine is. Or if they brought it with three ice cubes, or if they brought it with one ice cube, he sent it back. Because that's how he taught himself. Now, he was polite about it. And he'd tell him, I'm going to tip you. I'm going to tip you heavy, but I got to have what I said. And that kind of got in my spirit. See, because this old world out here would have you believe that you ought to just take what they're handing out. That's right. That's right. But when you come to see who you are in Christ that you're a son of God, you're a daughter of God, and not only that, you get what you say. Amen. Well, then you just come to expect it. Amen. And then I've discovered this, that God will meet me at whatever level I can believe him at. Amen. And uh, so you just begin to, you know, stop settling. Just stop taking whatever they're handing out. We did a missions trip many, many years ago. We were preaching in Mexico City. And I didn't know it was a denominational startup. And so we're preaching. And it was a great meeting, man. We're casting out devils. It was exciting. That was the night. That was the meeting where the interpreter got uh, a demoniac swung at me. I stepped back, hit the interpreter. I turned to so I said, man, we are having a good time in Mexico City tonight. <laughs> But a denominational leader showed up, and of course I wasn't in that denomination or any denomination, so he shut the meeting down. We had a couple of days, so we flew out to Acapulco. We, and I said, hey, let's go to that restaurant where you watch the divers dive off the cliffs. And uh, so we get there, and of course, you know, it's crowded. And so I order two orders, and the guy comes back, you know, and uh, he puts my plate down, he puts Sue's plate down, and Sue's such a sweetheart. She says, uh, sir, that's not what I ordered. And he said, well, that's what you're getting. <laughs> See, and a lot of y'all, that you live at that level. Well, that's what you're getting. Well, no, because the, I said, <laughs> See, you get, you don't get the will of God in your life. You don't get the will of God in your life. You don't get what's good or right or proper. You get what you say, and you get what you're willing to settle for. Amen. It's up to you. Amen. You know, in the business world, they have a saying, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. Well, it's kind of a similar principle right here. You, you don't get the will of God. You don't... You don't Mark eleven twenty two to 23, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He didn't say you'll have the will of God. 
And see, there's a lot of people out here and they think, man, if you just get saved and live right, it'll all work out. No, it won't. If, if, you, you know, if you just tithe, it'll all work out. No, it won't. If you're just faithful to your husband or your wife, it'll all work out. No, it won't. You get what you say. Because how do I know that? How can I say that with such authority? Because Jesus said that. Amen. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Amen. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So I learned to say. I learned to say. I learned to say. And then I learned to not settle. You know, the one thing this architect noticed right off the bat is uh, the word that came to him uh, walking around this facility is, is, uh, is, is humorous. The word excellence, Amen. you know, and uh, you don't even know of another church that would put stainless steel dividers in restrooms. Amen. You don't even know of another church that would put granite countertops in restrooms. Amen. Everything, because I learned the key. And that is, if I can believe God for it, God will meet me there and God will provide it. And then I also learn, well, I can have whatever I want on that basis. Amen. 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 And so you've, you've all been to churches, you know, where the shrubs are dead and the walls are falling down and the paint's peeling off the walls. And Well, this ain't it. Amen. Amen. And we got there by determining in advance what we wanted and then saying what we wanted and then not accepting less than we wanted. See, you are a master. Some of you here tonight are a master and you don't even know it. You're masters of demons. You're masters of circumstances, but you don't even know it. See, that's my job is to talk you into it so that you won't get kicked around by the devil anymore. Amen. He's beneath our feet. So you are masters, you are overcomers, you are winners and victors in Christ. Say, say, tell your neighbor, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. and I'm a, I'm a victor in Christ. In Christ. Tell the neighbor on the other side, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. and I'm a, I'm a victor in Christ. in Christ. Amen. So we rule and reign with Christ. Amen. We rule and reign with Christ. You know, I was asked recently to explain the difference between Faith Christian Center and a lot of, you know, the full gospel world. It's, it's not that easy to explain. And I said, well, we teach people the Pauline revelation. We teach the people of God your rights in Christ. I don't see why that's such a novel concept. We have people from 40, 50 different nations of the world, and probably most of them have sat in citizenship classes, sat in the presence of a federal judge, got sworn in. And when you go to those classes, they'll tell you about your responsibilities, maybe not anymore, and they'll, they'll sure enough tell you about your rights. So why shouldn't the people of God know about their rights? Why shouldn't the people of God know what Jesus did for them? Amen. Amen. And learn how to walk in it. See, in other words, we don't just stop at John 3.16. Nothing wrong with John 3.16. But once you're born again, how about learning what else 
is available for you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So can't you see what a background this is for a prayer life that would shake Satan's kingdom? I mean, we understand Satan holding high carnival in Washington, D.C. But why, why is Satan holding high carnival in churches? Why is Satan holding high carnival in the lives of believers? You know, when I read about some of the things going on in some churches and some organizations, it just is amazing. If the church world has failed, has so utterly failed God in so many ways, why are we surprised that the political world's doing what the political world's doing? See, we're supposed to be a cut above. But people have accepted that we're a cut below. We're not a cut below. Think of your enemies, the enemies of Christ, as being beneath your feet, conquered and defeated. You know, we get worked up about things, and we, we, we see things and, and people opposing us. You just have to come to see that, that they're defeated. They're beneath your feet. I don't, I don't mean to be unkind, but... You don't see Abraham running down to Sodom and Gomorrah trying to gain their favorability in an opinion poll. You don't, you don't see Abraham trying to live a lifestyle to be popular with the folks down the road. He was a man of covenant. He walked with God. Even his grandson Jacob, what a rascal. And his children, man, what a passel of rascals. <laughs> But how in the world did, did God's men miss this under the last president? That twice, 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 Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Jacob didn't go to Pharaoh to get blessed by Pharaoh. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And then he went and he prayed over the sons of Joseph. And then the Bible says that he pulled his feet up in bed and was gone. That's power with God. Amen. But Pharaoh didn't bless him. Right. Amen. He blessed Pharaoh. Amen. So we're not to go to this world with our hand out. Amen. You know? <laughs> How about inviting me uh, to a house full of demons and offering me, uh, you know, COVID loan money. No thanks. What do you mean a house full of demons? Well, no telling what kind of nefarious stuff's gone on there for more than 200 years. I don't want to go there. Places have spirits. And I don't, I don't need to go anywhere with my hand out. See, how many men of God missed this? How many of y'all watching online somewhere in your pajamas because you're not working on a Wednesday night? How many of you didn't see this, that, that Jacob didn't get blessed by Pharaoh, Jacob blessed Pharaoh? So if somebody called me and said, hey, would you come and pray? Well, I, I would think about that. But would you come and do a suck up and I'll feed you lunch and I need a photo op with you in it? No, thanks. I don't need that. Yeah, but we'll give you a loan. I don't need that. Amen. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't need to be one of those famous preachers that there are pictures all over the internet of them standing there with a president's arm around my shoulders in front of the picture of the Playboy pinup behind, on the wall behind. I don't, I don't need that. Amen. Oh, pastor, it was just chance that they stood there. No, there's a, there, man, there's an agenda. I mean, why pose a preacher in front of a Playboy uh, cover? I mean, you have how many hundreds of thousands of square feet in that building? Isn't there a better place to take a photo? Why did it have to be there? And several preachers. See, we're not to be used by the world. We're not fodder for their cannons. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not to be used. We're not to allow ourselves to be used by the world. No, we're, the, we're the children of God. Now, you might have got saved last Sunday. Doesn't matter. You're a child of God. You're just as born again as I am. You have the same rights and privileges in Christ that I do but maybe I know more about them than you do. Maybe I have exercised my rights in Christ more than you have, but that doesn't mean I have any better standing than you do. Can you see that? Amen. So you're masters, you're overcomers, you're winners and victors in Christ, and you are to rule and reign with Christ. And that's true in our bodies, that's true in our money, that's true... It's true in our homes. So this gives us a picture of our prayer lives that we're not begging and pleading. See, the same thing holds true with our prayer life. You don't beg and plead. Austin doesn't come over to my house. Daddy, you know, won't you help me? He's not a beggar. When you see who you are in the family of God, you're not a beggar. You're not a beggar. We don't plead. We don't beg. And actually, when you go to 1 John, we find out that if we don't pray in agreement with his word, he doesn't even hear us. See, what he's listening to, what his ears are attuned to is his own word. And his own word is what is rare these days. You know, after the Governor Abbott reopened after the lockdown, which he and Ken Paxton and I ever happened now. Uh, it bothered me how many churches were not reopening. And I, I don't often go to the Lord about things like that, but I went to the Lord about it. And he told me, he said, son, he said, it doesn't matter whether those churches are open or not. I was horrified. I was horrified. See, if the word of God is not in the pulpit, then God's not even tuned into what's going on in that meeting. If the word of God is not in our mouths when we pray, then God's not even tuned into our prayers. It's his own word that he's listening for. It's not our babblings, <laughs> you know. Hail Mary, full of grace. That's not what he's listening for. Amen? Amen? So stop your trying. Stop your whining. Stop your crying. Stop your begging. Stop your pleading. Stop your complaining. We're, we're walking in grace, and it's all yours. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.21 is a beautiful passage. 1 Corinthians 3.21, it all belongs to you. So then no more boasting about men because what was going on in the Corinthian church was they had factions, they had cliques. 
And so you had a group, and they said, we're of Cephas, which is Peter, and we're of Apollos, and we're of Paul. And so they had these cliques in the church, and Paul writes, so then no more boasting about men. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours. Say it out loud. All things are mine. mine. Say it out loud. It, It all belongs to me. Because Paul says, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. What does this mean? It means that whether you learn it from Paul or Peter or Apollos or Pastor Gene or Dr. Austin, it all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. Austin asked me that night at Pompadour's, the last Kenneth Hagin meeting we went to was Denver, Colorado, and Austin said, why and how have you made this word work for you so efficiently, but I look around the room and I... I I don't see it working that well for others. Well, see, this is it. Crazy faith was the answer too. I made it mine. I made it mine. I made it mine. How do you make it yours? How do you make it yours? By, By getting it down into your heart, by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Getting it down into your heart by hearing and then acting like it's yours. We always had this challenge we're sitting down there at the Kenneth Hagin meeting in Miami I don't remember what year that was and uh, Stan Moore was so gracious and so kind and he lined up lunch for all the ministers at Joe Stonecrab first time we ever ate there we ate there with Kenneth Hagin and so we're down there at Joe Stonecrab and so uh, the younger guys were curious because they said well are you going home and speak over the weekend I said no I said we're staying here going to go down to Key West, which don't bother, that's, that's nothing. And uh, uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to rent a convertible, and we're going to go on down to Key West. Never been there, want to see it. And uh, one of them said something snarky uh, about a Porsche. I said, well, I said, you know, I said, if I brought a car from home, it would be. I said, I got a 911 convertible. And, oh, you don't, you're lying. These are word of faith people. <laughs> you're making that up. So, you know, Sue had to mediate, say, no, he got one. It's, you know, it's in the garage. And, uh, but even among faith people. Mm-hmm. See, because you got a lot of people and, you know, you can buy a Chevrolet and put a Cadillac insignia on it, but that doesn't make it a Cadillac. That's right, right. Amen. Do you understand? In other words, you can say you're X, Y, Z, but that's not the same as are you walking in it. Those were word of faith people. Those weren't even like non-faith, full gospel people. My God, how we've gone on from that point. Man, that's a long way. You know, I'd tell you what, what kind of car we shipped to Miami not that long ago, a convertible, but, you know, I don't want to go there and offend you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will, God will give you whatever you can believe him for. Amen. Hallelujah. And listen, the way, they have, the way they have inflated everything, I think we ought to go back and teach more success and prosperity on Sunday mornings because I'm telling you what, man, I mean, everything is crazy expensive. You know, when it costs $100 to put a half a tank in an F-150, I mean, I'm telling you what, man, they have, 
they have really, and, and the poor got, you know, they voted for all this. How is this compassionate for the poor? How is doubling your gasoline bill and doubling your grocery bill in 12 months compassion for the poor? That must be that new math. That must be that, you know, at St. Paul's we teach real math. You know, we're not teaching new math, you know. That must be that new math. So it, it's all yours. You know, you learn something from Pastor Sue, that's yours. You got to make it yours. You got to walk in it. See, she can't do it for you. You learn something from Austin at 11 o'clock, that's yours. It belongs to you. If it's from the Word of God, it's yours. It belongs to you. But it's not going to fall on you like ripe fruit falling off a tree. You're going to have to you're going to have to hear it. You're going to have to believe it. You're going to have to meditate upon it. You're going to have to go out and act like it belongs to you. Amen. 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 All things are yours. Say it's, say it's all mine. It's all mine. Say it's all, for me. it's all for me. Amen. And you are of Christ and Christ is of God. So you've got to take your place. That's it. You've got to take your place. See, is your place at the end of the line or is your place at the front of the line? Is your, is your place waiting in the government cheese line or is your place, you know, buying your own what you want? You have no idea how fanatical I am about it. I was so convinced the Lord was coming. February 3rd and 4th, 2015, he warned me about time. And I, I was just so convinced he was coming. And I told so I said, I want to see Yellowstone one more time. Because, you know, once he comes, we can't come back for seven years. And I said, I want to see Yellowstone one more time. What a, what a disaster. Because of all the terrorism and all this. And this is pre-COVID, so I'm sure it's worse now. But anyway, so we went the off-season. Well, we found out there is no more off-season because all these people going all these places all over the world, they're not doing that anymore. They're going to national parks. And you can't believe the traffic up to the Old Faithful Inn. And man, we, man, I mean, I made reservations months in advance and I made a reservation to stay where we used to stay. We used to stay in the old, original, old faithful in the old part because it's quadruple cool. We get there, says lady says, no, we gave your room to somebody else. We got a room for you over here, you know, in the crapola section. And, uh, and so I said, I can't do it. I can't do it, baby. I can't. But we had spent all day in the car. See, all day in the car. That's not a Bible word. Father, I ask your forgiveness for using that word. I could have used the word dung, Ola. Dung is a Bible word. <laughs> but anyway, so she sa I said, I just can't do it. She said, well, let's go look at it. I said, okay, we'll go look at it. You know, 1950s vintage government, you know, housing project type room. And I, the guy took us in there and, and there's, you know, there's no hope of getting your money back. It's gone. And I said, baby, I can't do it. I can't do it. It'll hurt my faith. I can't do it. And so we got back in the car, drove all the way back down to Jackson Hole. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and then to make matters worse, we couldn't back, get back in the suite where we're in. And I just can't stay at XYZ. So, man, it took hours, you know, stopping here, stopping there. And I had to find something, you know, that I was comfortable with at my level. And uh, American Airlines was no help. Man, dear God, who wants to do all of that? Amen. They have made travel so unpleasant. That's why you got to believe God and get you a fabulous house so that you're just 
totally happy being home. Amen. Amen. And when you venture out, you know, you got to raise your, raise your sights up. Get to go to a nice place. Amen. Look, search, hunt, get, get to where you want to be. I don't know why I do this. I tell stories. So we're on a cruise ship. We were doing a marriage seminar. <laughs> we were doing a marriage seminar for, for good friends in Darrell, Louisiana, Leroy and Carolyn Thompson. And, uh, you know, they put us in the biggest suite on the ship. And, uh, but things are not always as they appear. And uh, I'm very particular about cruise lines, which I'm not doing that anymore. And uh, so anyway, they put us in the, the biggest suite on this cruise ship. And so we get in bed that night, and Sue says, uh, she says, sweetheart, have, have, have you been to the beach? And I said, no, I haven't been to the beach. I said, the ship hasn't even stopped yet. And she says, well, why is there sand in the bed? The biggest suite on the ship, they hadn't even changed the sheets. So things are not as they appear. But uh, so anyway, one of the stops was Nassau. And what's the name of that, that hotel they use in the movies on the island? Paradise something? Atlantis, yeah. So we go over there for lunch. And don't go there, that's not worth going to. And so we went over there for lunch. And uh, Leroy says to the, the bell captain, says, we need a limo. We're not going to ride in a cab. We're, we need a limo. So the guy calls, gets a limo up there. And I'm, I, I'm halfway in the limo. And Leroy Thompson grabs me and pulls me out and, and says, don't get in that. That'll hurt your faith. And so he told the captain, he said, we got to have a newer limo than this. <laughs> So I'm not the, I'm, I'm t I told that story so you know, I'm not the only one that's particular. Amen. See, if, you're not, if you can't, you have to develop a particularness of faith. Amen. And we don't talk this way in front of the world, but we will talk this way to each other. We'll say to each other, we're not doing that. We're not having that. We're not, we're not going to settle for that. Amen. See, and I've learned if you'll settle for sandy sheets, then sandy sheets you'll get. Amen. Amen. Or like that guy in Acapulco saying, well, that, that may not be what you ordered. That's what you're getting. Uh, no, 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 we're not. We're not doing that. We're not having that. Amen. Amen. We're children of the king. Amen. You think the ambassador from France would just take what they were handing out? Do you think the ambassador from the United Kingdom would just take whatever a hotel was handing out? Do you think the ambassador from some other country would just take it? No, and we, that's what we are. See, a lot of you have not even perceived by the Spirit who you are. I am just as much right now in this moment a citizen of the kingdom of God as I will be the moment I'm raptured or cross over. So I'm, I'm in this house called a body, but that's not who I am. I am a spirit. I have a soul. That's a mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a body. But I am, I am right now a child of God. I am right now a, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus has done all this for me 
So my job is not to earn it. My job is not to deserve it. My job is not trying to work my way up. My job is to believe it, to receive it, and to act like it's so. Amen. And if I'll do that, then I get the fruit thereof. Amen. Amen. So I had to go in for a, a little medical test thing. And she filled out the form. And she goes in to see the doctor. And he, he went through all of it twice. He couldn't believe, here's a 66-year-old woman, has no medical issues, and takes no prescription drugs, Amen. and has no trouble whatsoever. Amen. Went through it twice. In other words, you fill out the form, and then he's got a questioner twice. No. See, we just assume things have to be a certain way. They don't have to be a certain way. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I have faith in God. Faith Tell in the God. neighbor on the other side, I have faith in God. Faith in God. Yeah, we, we assume things have to be a certain way, but they don't have to be. You're a child, you're a son, you're a citizen, you're an ambassador of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's a problem with telling people all your troubles and all your issues and all of that, you know. Oh, you're my Facebook buddy, and let me tell you how my life sucks just as bad as your life sucks. You know, that's not who we are to be. We are to be ambassadors of Christ. And the, the truth of the matter is we, we, we may not actually know the answer, but we know who has the answer, and we know a book that has the answer, and there is an answer for you. See, in other words, rather than all of this, you know, empathy and, uh, you know, coexistence and all of that stuff, to, to actually be an ambassador for Christ. And I know in whom I have believed, and I know that he is able, and I know that he can meet your needs. So if, you, if somebody's sick, well, we got the answer. If somebody's marriage is in trouble, we know what works. If somebody needs a, a, a miracle of some kind, well, we know the miracle-working God, and he is still alive, and he is still in business, and he's still doing the works of the Father. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we do not walk this earth as other men do. Amen. We're not beggars. We're not pleading. We're not scraping by. We're not trying to make it. Amen. We are victors and winners and overcomers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561. 3400 or send an email to info at Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.